Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hi, everyone. This is Jamie with Madlet Musings, and today I have with us Nicole Deese. Hello. From the, Hello. <laughs> from the happy state of Idaho. Yes. Although it, we could be happier if we had some sunshine, but we're now into our fifth winter. So this is winter number five in right. March. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's kind of how it is here in Wisconsin. I'm waiting for the next blizzard before yeah, um, Easter. And you just so. know you you're gonna have another one. Like my kids oh, yeah. are like, isn't it spring yet? Can it be spring? And I'm like, no. Like you know, prepare your heart, prepare your heart because <laughs> um, we will be we will probably have at least one to two more snowstorms. You know, <laughs> yeah, at least, at least that's how it works here too. Either that or it's like what happened last week where we got eight inches of snow, and then a couple of days later we got an inch of rain, and then it turned into ice, and it's just. Why? And then you're having your river in your front yard. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. Now now people are starting to talk about spring flooding already. I'm like, no. Yeah. Oh, oh. Like, no. Yeah. No. And then I talked to somebody in California, you're like, oh, we gotta gear up for fires because there's just no rain. And I'm like, okay. Take ours. Take ours. Yeah. Please. Please. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I know we're not on here to talk about the weather, but it yeah. is weird to me how different different states have different climate At issues. We're really not far time. away. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it is really weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is is weird. But yes, we're not here to talk about the weather for the readers that are starting to get concerned that they tuned in the wrong podcast. Yeah, they would. They probably wouldn't want our expertise on weather because mine no, is no. that deep. Is that the yeah. it? Oh yeah, but yet that's I can still I talk about it for an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's what I know. Readers are starting to think, well, Jamie and Nicole must not know each other very well because they've, you know, gone back to the whole thing of of weather. Right. Talk about the weather. That's all they have to talk about. Yeah, no, it's the fact that we talked for an hour before we got on the I know, exactly. So. Now we're like, oh, wait, we have to talk for another 20 minutes. I should just hit record. So for the readers that um, just tuned in, you missed the hour of recording that we didn't do where we talked about boys turned into teenagers and parenting mm-hmm. and all the deep things in life. So yeah, now we'll, we'll move to on to moms fiction. on deadlines. Trying to be moms on deadlines that yeah. that's its own podcast that's for sure that, that is that's its own podcast yeah however we're both moms on deadlines so we don't have time to do it nope <laughs> oh fun okay so you have a new book it's coming out yeah. tell us about it and tell us about you for the readers who might not even know who you are Oh, well, hello, readers that don't know who I am, um, which are probably many. Um, I am I am Nicole Deese, and uh, let's see, I am a wife of 19 years and a mom of three, and I think I have written, um, I think, 18 books now, novels. Uh, majority of what I write is Christian contemporary um, romance. Um, but I also write, I really probably more so write, um, women's fiction with, with strong, um, romantic threads. It's kind of, kind of more, um, what I've gone into over the last Mm -hmm. few years. Mm -hmm. So yes, I have a new book coming out called the words we lost. I'm so, um, excited for this one to launch into the world. I, I think we're all excited for, 
um, all of us authors get excited about, you know, different kinds of books that we're, we're putting out or different kind of, um, you know, launches that are happening, but this one, they all kind of feel different too, right? Like, do you, do you yeah. feel like that? Oh yeah. yeah. They all kind yeah. of have their own, like, um, yeah, just their own personalities, just like our kids. So yeah, I think, yeah, I think this one, um, this one is really tender to my heart. Um, it was, it kind of came to me really, uh, almost like a movie. Mm-hmm. I've described that before. I've only had that happen a couple of times, but um, I really just saw kind of a, um, almost like a total movie without all the, without all of every single plot point, but kind of from beginning to end. And mm-hmm. I knew um, that some of my own personal story needed to be put into this mm-hmm. book. And I was kind of ready for that journey for the first mm-hmm. time. And so, um, yeah, but it's about a uh, senior acquisitions editor at a fictional um, publishing house who has just recently within the year gone through a pretty traumatic um, loss of her best friend who also happens to be her um, best-selling author that she's worked with for a long time and so there's some um, there's some hard things that she's going on through personally and in her in her job Um, but then there's this kind of moment where she realizes that maybe if she could find this manuscript that was never turned in by her best friend, Cece, that maybe she, maybe it's the very thing that she needs to kind of find closure. And of course, um, a part of that closure naturally is going to involve, um, a second chance romance. That trope is one of my favorites. Um, but there's, <laughs> there's a, uh, very handsome, um, man involved as well who is the cousin of the author who passed away and he is intricate to the story integral to the story and um so the journey of kind of finding and trying to find cc's last manuscript is what they're both after and there is a giant mystery and many things to uncover along the way and um and cc's voice is throughout the story even though she is not present so yes there's a lot of newness for me in this book (laughs) I was gonna say that sounds well layered and quite the um, journey for you to take as an author yeah it was it's very layered and I honestly I kind of had to channel some of your um atmospheric you know (laughs) presence in this story Jamie because there is like um there is a lot of it's it's, it actually takes place in one of my favorite uh places on earth is Port Townsend Washington's a real place. People have asked me that, like, oh, is that, you know, like, what did, what did you base it on? I'm like, I base it on Port Townsend. Like it is a place. (laughs) It's this kind of magical, um, Victorian seaport town up in the peninsula of, um, Washington state. And it's just, it's just wonderful. My husband and I went there on our first anniversary many years ago. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't, I wasn't even writing then, but I think it was just in, in the back of my head. And so when I was kind of looking for that, that setting that Ingrid needed to go back to and, and try and find, you know, where her best friend had put this manuscript. Um, it just kind of all worked out. So, yeah. 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 So really in this book, it sounds like you're tackling a lot of, um, the elements of walking through the journey of grief, Mm. I'm guessing. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that and why it was important to you this time to put that into a book. Yeah. Um, so in, in grief is a bond that both Jamie and I, that both of, of us share. Um, it's uh, my dad always says, you know, it's not a club that we want to, we want others to be in, but it's, it's like once, you know, 
um, once you walk through a grief journey and you, and you know, someone else that has, like you, you share something really, um, special and intimate with that person, just because those feelings and, um, just the different, you know, I don't even like to use the word stages, but just those different phases and seasons within grief. Um, there's so much easier when you have someone to, um, to share them with and to talk to them about and, um, to have someone say, Hey, that's me too. Or, Hey, I've been there or, Hey, you know, I was there for a while and and then I shifted to this place or here's the hope Mm -hmm. that is missing in that, you know? And so, um, so the words we lost, it does deal with, um, kind of multifaceted grief journey for several different people involved since they all, um, knew this, this one, um, Mm -hmm. character, but, um, there is, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, you're about to embark on just a grief journey. Like there is you know, <laughs> worse humor and family dynamics and, and lots of other things. And, um, right. what I think is one of my best romances that I've written in it, mm. full of angst and full of drama. Um, All but right. yes, it is. Uh, so I, I think some of my own readers know this, but I lost, um, my younger sister about nine years ago. And so, um, even though I've written, you know, some deeper story threads and, and maybe some themes that touch very lightly on loss, I've, I've really steered away on purpose from writing, um, something that would, uh, pull out too much of kind of my own grief, just because I wasn't ready. You know, I wasn't ready. Um, and I, I was still learning and growing as we all do and, and kind of walking out, um, my own, my faith within that. And so, uh, when this story came to me, I just, I, I just had this feeling of like, I'm ready, like I'm ready to kind of touch those places and, um, to really also share the ministry that I think, um, happens. And it's such an important ministry of the hands and feet of Christ when they come together and walk with someone through their hardest moments, you know, and that certainly has happened for me. It's happened with my parents, my family, uh, many of my friends who have lost individuals. And when the body of Christ moves in, um, and, and lifts someone up in their darkest hour like that, I just think that there's such, it's so beautiful to watch how, um, God works, you know, in our lives and what hope looks like in such a tangible, practical, real way. And so I just kind of, there's this outline um, of that within this story. You kind of see what this isolation to, you know, being fully immersed in a community looks like um, and how it changes and transforms an individual as they walk through it. Yeah, yeah. And so the premise with this is basically... Ingrid, who's the primary character, she's lost her best friend, Cece, mm-hmm. or her friend Cece, yeah. and she's looking for Cece's lost manuscript, correct? Yes. She really right. believes that by getting, finding this manuscript and, and getting it into the right place, which is to her publisher, mm-hmm. um, that it will be this, this closure and this healing that she mm-hmm. needs, not only for, not only for her grief within CC, but some other trauma that's happened in her past. Um, okay. And I okay. think we all kind of do that in some ways sometimes, like, so. if I just did yeah. this, if I just did this, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. So I'm imagining, like, I was at my mom's house the other day, well, my dad's house now, but my mom's house, oh. and there's still a lot of her, her things in yeah. her room, even though she passed away a year and a half ago. And I was just, for the first time, starting to poke through like her jewelry box or poke through some of the things yeah. that you don't really need to go through right away. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. And I'm curious how this reverts back to your story, because mm-hmm. it was interesting how one little item that 
four years ago, I wouldn't have even doubled about. that. Yeah. Um, but I would hold this item in my hand and just be like, just the memories that swarmed and the yeah. thoughts and the emotions that came yeah. from that. Yeah. So does your yeah. character Ingrid kind of go through some of that as she's looking for this manuscript or? Yeah. So she, so she goes from um, San Francisco back to kind of this, their hometown, right. Um, where she had grown up with Cece and Joel, the okay. um, love interest. Mm-hmm. And they were all three of them had this really beautiful bond um, and friendship from a, from a young age. And so, yeah, she goes back to Cece's cottage um, and is kind of, you know, looking around and, and seeing different things. And it's, it's so interesting. I, I completely relate to that as my, in my own journey, just seeing little things or, um, even people, you know, I think even people nine years later that will wear something that like, actually this just happened to me at church the other night, there's a keyboardist playing and just an angle of, of what she did reminding me of my sister so much. And, and now it's not the like flood of, you know, instant tears and all of that, but it's more right. just like, Oh, like this, like heart hug, you know, almost mm-hmm. this like squeeze in your chest. That's like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, that reminds me of my sister when she did that or when she was worshiping yeah. God or whatever. And, um, and so there's gratitude there mixed with the grief. And, and I yeah. think both of those can be in tandem and, and Ingrid really experiences that as well. Uh, when she goes to Cece's house and, um, there's fun memories and there's, you know, um, and there's, you know, harder moments too, but all kind of are working together for this, um, for this bigger purpose as what happens in our own lives, you know, like God is with us right. in our pain. God is continuing molding and and shaping and um and transforming us and right. he does that for sure and and that's I think that that's what happens with my character as well so are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author you can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com use code madlit40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com this also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. So, okay. And and you alluded to this earlier. You're like, this isn't just a journey through grief. So there's romance <laughs> yeah. in here. So we should probably talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So how does, how does the second chance romance work into this story? Okay. So, um... This is not too much of a spoiler. So um, right in the beginning, as we kind of see like Ingrid is is stuck kind of in her um, in her job. Uh, she's, okay. you know, has a really high level job. But one of the hard things that she's uh, kind of dealing with is she um, is really struggling to absorb words on a page. Like that's become really difficult for her. So she can see all the words, but there's just a disconnect. And that's uh, a trauma response. And that happened to me actually for years. So Mm -hmm. because of that, her workload is high and her ability to kind of maintain it is, so she's just in this like kind of rat race of just trying to figure out how do I, how can I do more with, you know, with the time that I have, you know, to kind of get, get me. And so, she opens the door one day and um, there is a surprise visitor in her San Francisco office uh, that she's not expecting. And he's kind of just this like um, instant transport, you know, back in time. Um, And so we get to see really quickly, like 
This is someone that has meant a whole lot to her, a great deal to her, who's walked with her, you know, in her childhood, through some hard things in her childhood, through some of the best memories in her childhood. Um, we kind of see this instant connection between the two of them and, and know like there's something that has kept them apart. Um, but yet, because of this shared, you know, love and, and grief journey of Cece, um, they are going to be forced together. And so he delivers her something and I can't tell you exactly what it is, but basically it's a summons of why they have to go back to Port Townsend together and, okay. you know, and kind of solve and discover um, something that was left for the both of them. And there's some, some very clear parameters around what that something is and how they are supposed to go about uh, working on it together. <laughs> so, but they're I very... Might- yeah, they're very, it's like I said, there, there's a lot of angst and there's a lot of tension, which I love. Like, uh, give me some romantic tension. That's my right. favorite. Um, <laughs> lots and lots of that. But then, of course, because there's so much past to work with, um, there's also that that creates a lot of um, depth and intimacy yeah. that you can walk into because of that. Yeah. I like those kind of romances just because, um, they, I don't know, for some reason, they feel more realistic to me. Like there's more, too. there's, yeah. there's more ground that these, this couple is standing mm-hmm. on more years of yeah. understanding who the person is versus a yeah. instant meet. Oh, I'm in love. Yes. Yes. Well, and it's funny because the, the book I'm working on right now is complete opposite to the words we lost <laughs> um, on many levels, but it's very <laughs> interesting. It's, it's, yeah, it's very comedic. Um, So it's kind of like, okay, I'm in this like, like heart space, you know, now I'm going to go into this like other, but it's two, it's two people that, that did just meet and they're, you know, kind of thrown together on this road trip. And so my whole romance is like within two weeks. So it was very interesting to come from, you know, <laughs> this place of like two weeks, you know, to then, you know, to go back to, you know, right. it was like, Oh, like the words we lost, like Ingrid and Joel had known each other for, you know, over a decade I right. think, yeah. years or something. And so there's just so much more to work with. And so you can have those really, really, really deep you know, emotional, meaningful moments and these really, really high highs because you've laid the groundwork, you know, right, where right. with my couple now, I'm like, what are they going to even fight about? Like what even matters <laughs> to make them fight into a relationship for two weeks, you know? So, yeah. So it's kind of funny that you have to like, it's a whole different ball game, you know, as far as romance. So you're basically saying between these two books, I'll have to do a complete mental mind shift when I'm yes. yeah. <laughs> approaching yeah. the Nicolaides romance. Yeah, there's a couple, you know, a couple <laughs> connecting factors because it is one series, but yeah, there's a there's a different feel um between the two of them, that's for sure. That is awesome. I love it. So the the one you're working on right now is going to be connected to the words that we lost. Yeah. So um okay. it's actually a three book series. Um okay. but my series are always they're not serials, you know, so they're right. very individual. Um, but the connecting factor is the Fog Harbor Publishing, Fog, okay. Fog Harbor Books, um, which is the publishing house in San Francisco. Okay. So they're each kind of, um, there's one editor that is connecting them all. And um, and then the, the you know, there's publishing somewhere within the mix of the story. But other than that, it, they're very individual. That's super cool. I love it. So yeah. So this book comes out April 11th. 11th. Yes. So people can get it pre-ordered right now, um, which is a good idea. Authors love pre-orders and readers love pre-orders because then sometimes you actually get the book before the quoted release date. I have received, when I have purchased books from Bigger Book House, 
as a pre-order. I have got, I have received yeah. one two weeks before the date before. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's, I think it's pretty common, like one to two weeks prior to release. Yeah. That's, which is awesome. I know I'm all for that. Cause then it's less time to wait. So, so yeah. Nicole, um, readers who want to find out more about this book and find out more about you, where yeah. should I send them? They can find me on Instagram is probably where I'm most active on the socials. Um, and that's just Nicole Dees author, or they can go to my website, website, which is currently under construction, but you can still access it. Um, but that is, I think just Nicole I should know, but I'm pretty sure. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really tricky one. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Just my name. Um, but yeah, those are the best. Those are the, probably the, most, the best places. And then of course my newsletter is attached to my website as well. Yeah. And I definitely sign up for newsletters. I know authors are always saying that, but you really do get more information in a newsletter than you, when you get off their socials. So I can attest to that. And I follow, like I'm friends with, you know, a lot of authors and I follow their, you know, newsletters just because I love their extra tidbits, the, you know, yeah. recommendations on books or which I have a few good recommendations this month and, um, or recipes or, you know, just inside yep. information. Like it is, yeah. it is fun. You get a, a different kind of glimpse into, um, exactly. into their lives and in, into their story worlds. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. Well, Nicole, thanks so much for being with us. And, um, I'm looking forward to reading the book. Thank you so much, Jamie. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.